0: tipsy ghosts we're your tipsy house sarah sarah and Lindsay.
1: <laughs> hi guys hello <laughs> i was looking at points. i'm like don't say it don't say it don't say don't hi don't you do it don't you interrupt and i want to say that that's probably the first time guys that we have done our three second countdown without me like laughing hysterically in between
0: it's probably because we didn't have 55 drinks before we started. that's, that's
1: true i'm just now starting on the drinks <laughs> maybe we learned maybe we did maybe we <sighs> didn't i don't know Hell, I'm going to apologize in advance for, well, it's not in advance, apologize for last week from me. I
2: quite enjoyed last week's episode myself.
1: You know what? It was not good. We've all had our moments. It's fine. It's not strong, Lindsay. It was my first weekend that I had had off in six weeks, seven weeks, and I just... (laughs) <laughs> Went a little too hard
0: she, on the white claws. Four deep,
1: four deep guys. <laughs> we heard four deep. And you were giving me tequila shots. No,
2: that was my Oops. fiance.
1: Okay, it was one shot, and then we had the mixed drink of the Tipsy Ghost too. Okay, yeah. Okay, so I feel like I'm you're like,
2: making this not. I'm a lightweight. Not about your <laughs> I fault.
1: understand. No, it was me. <laughs> and I'm a lightweight. I totally own up to that. <laughs> but you guys, after I was like done. <laughs> You guys did some
0: ghost hunting in the spare bedroom, right? Yeah, we sat there and tried to talk to the old man ghost
2: in your... Yes, and I had my magical dowsing rods, mm-hmm. and they were amazing. The sticks,
1: the sticks. Copper sticks.
2: <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, and we, sorry. We sorry.
0: tested out the new EMF meter. E- is it EMF meter? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know if I was being what redundant it says on se- the... On yeah, I read it after top. I said I didn't know if the word meter was redundant, but it's not, so it's, here we go. It's not an EMFM. Yeah, okay. All right. You know what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, I
1: gotcha. So you talked to the ghost. Yes. And did you get anything?
0: Um, maybe for like a half a second we did. <laughs> oh, I thought bit. it was more successful than that. Okay, you tell me about your your, your perception of that.
2: Well, I'm now I'm concerned about your perception. <laughs> well, sometimes oh my gosh. I tend to like...
1: My perception Um, was I was asleep in the chair. That's true. She was.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Lindsay's out of the picture at this point.
0: We all know that I tend to get a little overly excited about these things. You know, let's flash back to my Zach Bacon's descriptions of every photo Mm -hmm. from Sally House. So that's why I'm like, yeah, it was totally cool. It was fine. You tell me what you saw and I'll
2: validate. So we we got the dowsing rods out of their package. They were fresh, and I went and I sat in front of the closet because that's apparently where that's where we heard it last where, time. Yeah,
0: that's where we heard stuff.
2: Right. Uh, we were just asking yes or no questions, and we got several responses, um, yes responses, and just a, I think two no responses on the rods uh, with the dowsing rods, yeah. and um, it kind of validated for me that there was somebody yeah i
0: mean we were asking
2: just pretty basic questions i feel like right just taking it easy starting it out yeah
0: definitely i remember that but i do remember just like one or two small spikes on the emf
2: Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i didn't go into the red zone um, no but it did get higher than your baseline green i've tried to do some research in the meantime to find oh. out what his name was
1: oh okay Ooh, i was just gonna ask
2: if you figured it out so the internet has not told me and a really okay. really simple thing that i could do is march right on over to two of my neighbors and just ask but that's really intimidating so i haven't done that yet <laughs> Okay. I've asked my fiance. Guess to what we're do, gonna yeah. go do once our food Please gets hold here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're gonna be finding it out. Did you find anything? Um, I found a few things, okay. um, but nothing really pertinent to the dowsing rods or this topic. So I've asked Mike to please go over and, and ask our neighbors who has died in our house. And he has kindly agreed.
0: Oh yay. Perfect.
2: It wasn't the person right before you
0: who owned this house? No. Uh oh, it was that's a couple where it gets people. Tricky. Ago. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I see.
2: Yep. And apparently you can't just Google who died here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, but you can go to spots. like um, property taxes. I think all that stuff is public record. Yeah. You can yeah, put in this. It
2: gets kind of difficult. And um, then so... I, I'm I an got,
0: expert sleuth, I must say.
2: So I, I... <clears throat> kind of classify myself as pretty intense on investigations like if you ask me about somebody I can find a lot of information that I most people shouldn't be able to find but I don't have this person's name and I think that's what I'm finding is difficult Mm. Um, and I've in the process of trying to find this person's name, I've I went down a rabbit hole and ended up on Ancestry and found some yearbook photos of my dad in high school and found <laughs> he had some outrageous sideburns. Oh my! And awesome. uh, yes, I also found my grandma and grandpa's marriage certificate from the nineteen forties, and I found that you had to declare and be tested on whether or not you had syphilis whenever you signed your marriage certificate. Oh
1: interesting in what year
2: (laughs) the 1940s my
1: god why did we get rid of that custom i mean come (laughs) on so i asked my mom about (laughs) it and she's like
2: well (laughs) right i asked my mom and she's like well actually that was that they did away with that in the 1980s so it's actually pretty recent i was like oh my gosh
0: dang i had no idea so
2: fun fact that is a fun fact. Mm-hmm. Wow, that did take a, a hard right <laughs> turn from <laughs> that figuring out a, who's I else started this house. research at like ten p.m. and I found myself awake on Ancestry looking at my uh, grandma and grandpa not having syphilis in the forties at probably five a.m. the next day.
1: And you're like, "What have I? Where have I gone wrong with my life?"
2: Yes, that's exactly right.
1: <laughs> I hope you're been there. <laughs> I hope
0: you're prepared to declare that you don't have syphilis on your upcoming marriage certificate.
2: <laughs> yes. Well, now that the courts are open, we can
1: Yay! get married. Yeah, get married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh well, hallelujah! But not till after, not till after the <laughs> bachelorette party.
2: That is correct.
1: Okay. Ooh, I'm pretty excited about that.
2: Mm-hmm. It'll
0: be fun. It'll be fun, guys. I feel like you're not very hyped. Get up to <laughs> my level. That's what she God, <laughs>
1: I am so hyped. <laughs>
2: Just know it's going to be a big sleepover. Lindsay's probably a little gun-shy from a week ago. I, know. I can tell. She, you are very reserved I'm right not now. like,
1: I'm not 22, 23 anymore. And so it took me like, I wasn't hungover the next day, but it took me a day to recover. Like I went to work that night and I was like... I just don't feel good. Like, my head was hurting. My stomach was hurting. And I was just like, I just don't feel good.
2: Do you want to tell them about the drive home? Says the youngest person
1: here. I know okay. I am the youngest. Only keep, by a few Keep months. it up. Um, <laughs> The drive no, home. Not for me. So Boyson drove me home, and her fiancé was lovely enough to drive my car. So I didn't have to come get it the next day. And she had texted my husband from my phone as we were like leaving, saying we're on our way or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so it's like a 40 minute drive. And I did really good the whole drive. We talked to Sarah in the car. (laughs) Yep. And I remember you came on in the car um, to talk to us as we were driving. And I was like, I don't remember you leaving. (laughs) Did you just slip out of there? (laughs) Because Boyce was like, let's go. Let's get in the car. And I was like, where's Sarah?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was already long gone. Typical. That's what I do. I just bounce out.
1: I know. I know. See ya. I made it the whole 40 minutes home and I was doing fine. I was talking with Boydston and she pulls into... I live in a cul-de-sac and she pulls into my cul-de-sac and she goes, which house? And I said, it's that one. And I pointed... And she starts to pull into the driveway and I just bolted out the door (laughs) because I felt it coming. And you guys know what I mean when I say it. Yes. And it was, I think it was because we got off the highway, and we were hitting all the stoplights and it was stop and go and turning. And I just was like, this isn't working. And so (laughs) I bolted out into the street. As I'm still driving. (laughs) She's still driving. She hasn't stopped. She's yelling at me. I mean, it's the middle of the night. She's yelling at me lindsay get back in the car and then i just puked everywhere in my cul-de-sac didn't even make it to the grass cute and i get um i like kind of said my goodbyes or whatever to her go inside there's puke on my shoes (laughs) as i take them off in the garage i run upstairs to my bedroom my husband's in bed he was asleep (laughs) i woke him up and he goes what happened and i was like why weren't you waiting for me like i kind of need your help here (laughs) And so I went in the bathroom, I showered, and everything got cleaned up. The next morning, my husband looks out our window, and (laughs) you can see my puke in her cul de sac. And he goes, Was that you? And I was like, Yep. Sorry, it was. Hey, it happens i know and he was like you couldn't have gone in the grass and i was like wasn't thinking about that at the moment no i was just
0: trying to not go in the car just
1: trying not to go in the car i I think you did a great job thanks (laughs) i appreciate you not throwing up in my car i felt it coming as we entered my neighborhood and i was like i can make it i can make it and then that last turn into my cul-de-sac i was like i'm not making it that's never a good sign this isn't gonna end well i can't well. do this so we had to wait like four days before it rained to wash away the pew car my clothes back. i'm so embarrassed my poor neighbors went. i'm so sorry do you have a hose i was gonna
0: say i do i do but i was
1: lazy because i knew the ra- i knew the rain was coming there it was, I was there you can handle it <laughs> I was lazy i'm sorry Back here. Dogs, I need you guys to go lay down so That's we don't it. hear your claws. Click, click, click. Go,
2: go lay down, please. Go lay down. <laughs> He's like, but I don't want to. Go lay down. Hello. There
1: you go. Good boy. Just need Lucy. I don't know where she is.
0: We'll just have to take a pause whenever she clicks her way in.
1: We'll take a pause for her pause. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Such
0: funny. Oh, I'm so funny. <laughs> okay. I love that. <laughs> Thank you i
1: knew she you would i do i do you both do just so witty with the comebacks um so guys we are doing our paranormal episode this week right that's, that's right true okay and who's going first <gasps> it's me <gasps> it's boydston it's another shock <gasps> surprise me, me? <laughs> what <laughs> and saving the best for last with me sorry sarah <laughs> oh. okay
0: okay that sounds about right <laughs> I mean, truth be told, my stories are fairly just mediocre. It's all right. Oh,
1: stop sorry. it. They are she great. She was saying
2: sorry to me because I
0: was going first. but No, it, I was saying sorry, sorry
1: to her because she was in the middle.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Sorry, Sarah. Yeah. Okay. All right.
1: It's fine. I'm a filler. I get it. <laughs> just this episode.
2: <laughs> and next one.
1: <laughs> this is why we changed the order. I was going to say routine and that was the wrong word. Order. I think it's...
2: No, don't think about it. Just just do it. Okay. You, you'll become me if you overthink. Lead us in. <laughs> So, what do I love the most when we go ghost hunting?
1: Dowsing rods.
2: Copper sticks. Okay. Um keep going. Uh, Peeing your pants.
0: <sighs> Diapers. Mhm,
2: mhm, mhm. This is the last time I feed
1: them my alcohol. <laughs> I mean you asked for it really you did uh. <laughs> oh, there's lucy let's pause
2: pause for lucy's pause pause for
1: pause
2: okay i will give you <laughs> a hint since this seems to be difficult if there is something that you should not oh you like cans. just sit in chairs, yeah. oh, sit in chairs. okay, okay. Oh. i mean you no, I mean, also shouldn't pee your pants but <laughs> Listen, it happened one time and I was possessed.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hashtag possession, possession. Possessed. possession. Anyway, so we're gonna talk about the chair of death.
1: Ooh. Oh. In Thursk. In where? Thirsk.
2: Where's- Thirsk with a K instead of a T?
1: Where's Thursk? Okay. It's
2: in England, if you would let me finish.
1: Okay, sorry it's in thirsk
2: england according to local legend this seemingly innocuous piece of furniture has been responsible for more deaths than most serial killers what
1: (laughs) that was jinx (laughs)
2: what one estimate puts the number of its victims over 60 my so we're gonna travel back in time to early 1700s in North Yorkshire, got it, which is in England. I know that one. Daniel Audi was a nice gentleman who enjoyed his hobby of counterfeiting and recently moved to a small village <laughs> outside of Thirsk to pursue his business of forging currency. Oh, like my favorite hobby, yeah, like any of us would want to do, sure. Daniel had purchased a farm after moving to the area, and the farm's location was ideal for his illegal coining activities, as it was on a hill so he could see anyone coming, and it was pretty secluded. Some reports say that he built a house with a hidden chamber connected to the cellar via a
1: secret passageway. This seems like it's going in a good place.
2: Mm -hmm. Also, (laughs) side note, I want to find or visit a secret passageway. Okay. Okay. Go back to, um, <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I've got it in my head. Still, go back to still. There's a passageway there.
2: I don't think I'm allowed. Oh, we're gonna break in. No, I don't think that's no, we're not. allowed. No,
0: we're not. Shh, don't tell anybody. I'll tell anybody. We're breaking into still
2: <laughs> again. They my can brother hear you even there's if there's back whisper.
0: passageway.
2: <laughs> you can enter through the back. I said, yeah, it you can times. go through the back way. <laughs> I said it Parking in the rear. That's my favorite sign. <laughs> <laughs> you would. We'll find it, is what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, passageway. Okay. We'll find you a passageway. <laughs> Secret passageway in his house that he built. um Daniel had a daughter named Elizabeth, and Elizabeth found love and married Thomas Busby. Oh, Busby. Busby. Cute. A locally known thug. Oh, oh okay. Maybe okay. okay. <laughs> Busby sounded so cute. Dang, you could have told yeah. me that before I called him cute. <laughs> He was a thief and a okay. drunkard and an all-around great guy. Honestly, he sounds so your like tone, the worst. Your
1: tone is telling me something different than the words. Because we're excited for this story.
2: <laughs> Busby owned an inn three miles from Daniel, and they soon became partners in crime in the lucrative counterfeit business. Huh. Family biz. Family Biz family biz <clears throat> with Busby's. Ooh. Oh, hmm. their wins. relationship was <laughs> known to be pretty toxic. They seemed to be arguing constantly, and Busby was often upset with Daniel for any number of reasons. You name it, he was mad at him. And then things went south as they tend to do. Busby was known for his violent temper, and he and Daniel got into a heated argument, probably over coins. over money secret passageways or secret passageways maybe even his daughter elizabeth
1: there's son-in-law and father-in-law right yes okay making sure i'm keeping the family tree right has
2: a daughter named elizabeth elizabeth married busby okay got it got it got it the drunk
1: christmases must be very uncomfortable
2: um maybe well they were obviously arguing constantly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it said that daniel threatened to take his daughter elizabeth away this night and busby was exceptionally drunk and exceptionally volatile hmm. he Exceptional. returned to his inn and there he found daniel sitting in his favorite chair <gasps> done <laughs> Duh. this infuriated Busby, and he forcibly removed daniel from his chair and threw him out and then he slept it off and everybody lived happily ever after mm.
1: no they don't i i no no this is wrong
2: you're right it's wrong <laughs>
1: it's a lie Did he kill
2: him? Ooh. So after throwing Daniel out, he was seething. And that night, Busby grabbed a hammer, went to Daniel's house, and bludgeoned him to death. There it is. He tried to hide the body in the woods, but a quick search by concerned family and friends uncovered the truth. Mm. Daniel's badly beaten body was found, and it was pretty clear who the culprit was. Busby was immediately arrested and charged with murder. After his trial, he was sentenced to death for the murder of Daniel. His punishment. So early 1700s, what do you think the punishment was? Hanging. That's okay. what I was
1: going to say was hanging or like what's um putting them in like the gallows or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? No. I think that's hanging. Not the gallows. <laughs> the thing with the hands
0: and the face. Oh, like uh, getting your head chopped off? No, my gosh. I'm not talking about the guillotine.
1: <laughs> oh.
2: Not where they kill you, but where what you're you're you talking just. About, yeah. I don't know the name of it.
1: Where you're, like, in the, you're in the courtyard and everybody can look at you oh, and you're in the okay. socks is okay. it? Uh,
2: maybe. You're getting warmer. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. I, don't know. I mean, you're not getting warmer, but <laughs> I know what you're doing. We're Googling.
1: About. We're Googling. Hold on. Google. Oh, dang it. I mistyped Google. Oh, shit. We're off to Did story. you type goggle? I, I do that I sometimes. Did. <laughs> i oh. missed miss my G. <laughs> together, um, huh? Gosh. Stockyard punishment. I don't know really what to Google here.
0: Uh, 1700s punishment in England.
1: I don't want to ruin the story. Well, yeah, she's going to tell us, so just let her. I mean, okay. I, people, let us know what I'm talking about. Everyone knows what I'm talking about.
2: Except for Lindsay. So his gosh. punishment was to be gibbeted. Oh, what the fuck
1: That's is that? That's not what I'm thinking <laughs> of. What is that? It's you saying not. gibbet? So,
2: Gibbet. With a B. -B. Like, is that where your
1: intestines get ripped out?
2: Okay, so it's (laughs) when you are hanged, Uh dipped in tar, placed in a body-shaped cage, and displayed on a post in full view. Mm.
1: So you're dead, obviously, when all that happens. Yeah, you were were hanged. So they're just, like, mocking your body, basically? Messing with you after the fact. Right.
2: And in Busby's case, he was placed in full view of his inn. Or that was oh, okay. the plan.
1: That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. So That's on the way
2: on the way to the gallows, <laughs> Busby asked to stop by the pub, and he sat in his favorite chair and had a final drink. He stood up and he said, "May sudden death come to anyone who dare sit in my chair."
1: Uh, okay, this is why the chair's famous. Yeah, yep. here it. we go. It's coming together.
2: It remained in the pub for centuries. The chair did, and people were dared to sit in it. All right, the first reported death alleged to be associated with the death chair is that of a chimney sweep who, along with a friend, sat in the chair whilst having a drink one evening in 1984. No, 1894. <laughs> I was like, that was a long history of that chair just not (laughs) being sat in. Fairly (laughs) recent. (laughs) The sweep never made it home that night. Being completely inebriated, he laid down on the road to sleep. The next morning, his body was found hanging from the post next to the gibbet. Oh. His death was ruled a suicide, but in 1914, the friend with whom the chimney sweep had spent his last last hours with admitted on his deathbed to having robbed and murdered his friend
1: oh my goodness
2: during world war ii i did it did you, you hear it? Did i caught it <laughs> that was very great
1: brutal. i'm very proud of you
2: thank you airmen from an nearby base made the pub a hot spot and the chair became a hot seat and people noticed that ones who sat in sat in it would never come back from war
1: Hmm. Hmm. In
2: 1967, two Royal Air Force pilots sat in it, and while driving back, they crashed into a tree and died.
1: Mm. Why has nobody burned this chair?
2: A few years later, two bricklayers decided to try it, and that afternoon, the one who sat in it fell to his death. The cursed chair has apparently killed every person who has sat in it, no matter what. Some instances include a roofer who sat in it um, and died after the roof he was working on collapsed, a cleaning woman who stumbled into it while mopping and was later killed by
1: a brain tumor. Okay, she didn't mean to sit in the chair. Come on chair, she did. It
0: knows no boundaries. Does it, it cares say not?
1: Does it say like how long it took for them to die from when they sat in the chair? It's question. pretty quick. Oh. Okay. I was going to say, like, she sat in the chair and then 20 years later she had a brain tumor. I'm like, mm, no.
2: Mm-hmm. No, and kind of historically, brain tumors are not long 20
1: years. Yeah.
2: Long. I meant like. To suffer from. No, no I know. <laughs> I meant like
1: 20 years later she was found with a brain tumor. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: A number of cyclists and motorists who suffered fatal road accidents have also been noted to have sat in the chair prior to their accidents. A hitchhiker who was run over after having spent two nights at the pub and sat in the chair, sitting in, he sat in the chair. (laughs) I gotcha. A local man died of a heart attack shortly after sitting in the condemned chair. And these are just some examples. So eventually the pub owner moved it into the basement, hoping that nobody would sit in it ever again. However, one day a delivery man was in the basement and he sat in it, and an hour later, he crashed his truck and died.
1: Aww. Aww. Okay, so that kind of answers that, an hour later.
2: Mm, I mean, that's not consistent, but it's... But no, I get what you're saying. It's frequent. It's, it's soon. So it's said that for some time prior to death, and the time varies in all cases, the person who sat in the chair experiences haunting experiences including extreme itching, paranoia, hearing things, confusion, items being moved, and written warnings on mirrors and walls about the person's imminent death, in addition to many other strange happenings. After the death of the delivery man, the landlord asked the local museum to take it, and they did. So to ensure nobody sat in it ever again, they hung the chair five feet from the ground.
1: Why don't they <laughs> burn it?
2: Well, I mean, they don't burn a lot of haunted items That's like dolls true. and stuff. Although people are now safe from sitting in the chair, new stories still come about the chair's power. So although the cursed chair is now unable to cause any more harm, Many claim to have seen the ghost of Thomas Busby at the site opposite the pub at which the gallows stood. And at the pub itself, there have been reports of a tall, terrifying, faceless apparition on an upstairs landing, which disappears through a wall, leaving those who encounter it filled with a sense of dread and despair. Okay. So that's one chair I will not be sitting in.
1: I'm very glad to hear it, that you Mm -hmm. will not be sitting in that chair. Yep. So sixty people.
2: That's the estimate.
1: That's a lot of people.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: just a few. It's a lot of people who are like, "Hey, I hear if you sit in the chair, you're gonna die." No, uh and then I go sit in that chair. You think and by like die. number thirty, you would you be think like, by maybe number I should. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you for your story. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the chair.
0: The good part is that we won't be able to <laughs> test that chair out, even if we wanted to. You know, have a few drinks and be like, "I'm totally sitting in the chair."
1: We don't have the opportunity, but mm-hmm. we can still go see it, right? It's on display in England. Mm-hmm. So All right. we can't just like you know go pop over
0: right now. I mean, I guess we could, but I'm not. I mean, like, we going can catch like a red tomorrow. eye. Yeah, oh, it's a good deal. Expensive,
1: it. Mm-hmm. yeah, it is. I don't think COVID would let us go to England right now either.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we have a lot of other places we need to go within the states first. Yeah, us. that's true. Speaking of which, <gasps> I think I'm up next. Are you in the U.S. of A? I'm in the U.S. of A. And. I'm going to take us to an area I think we've kind of visited near. Okay. Not quite. Near. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm I'm taking us to Charleston. Okay. Okay.
1: You're getting out of Kansas City.
0: I love it. I am. I'm trying. (laughs) But, you know, I I thought about this, and I was like, I might be breaking our one rule of going to visit this place, because we talked about going out to the Poinsett Bridge.
1: Oh, yes, 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 we did.
0: Where is the Poinsett Bridge?
1: South 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 Carolina. Carolina.
0: We could just make a little (laughs) loop-de-loo around all these places. Let's do it. But I'm gonna tell you about it just in case we don't, okay? All right. All right. Let me hear it. All right. So I chose the Old Charleston Jail in Charleston. And it is actually I had to Google it because I wanted to make sure I was referencing it correctly. But turns out they do it both ways too. So you might hear me say old Charleston Jail and Old County Jail, but they're both the same. Gotcha. All right, so the old county jail is located on four acres. Um, apparently that was set aside for public use from charleston's earliest settlements fyi charleston has a lot of
1: ghosts (laughs) yes because it's a very old town it is well comparatively to america yes we're still babies
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so over the years the land was used for a hospital a poorhouse a workhouse for runaway slaves and also eventually it was used for the jail the jail was operational from 1802 until 1939 and it housed some of Charleston's most infamous cr- criminals. And during the Civil War, it housed federal prisoners of war. When the jail was constructed in 1802, it consisted of four stories. Um, it was topped with a two-story... Oh, gosh. Is it octagonal? <laughs> An octagon? Octagonal or octagonal?
1: Octagonal. Octagonal. <laughs> I don't know. Why do we per- why do we pick, pick I don't know. With such big words?
0: My 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 first gut reaction was to say octagonal, and then I just I'd say in
1: an octagon. Octagon. Why don't you
0: say a building with eight sides? Well, oh, okay. It was topped with a two story um, tower that was shaped like an octagon. There you go. Okay. There we go. Um, the 1886 earthquake badly damaged the tower and top story of the main building, and these were subsequently removed. <laughs>
2: What did I do? It's nothing. I just had a oh chill, God. like like oh. a full body.
0: She like looked seizures. like she was seizing. <laughs>
2: okay,
0: where was I? Octagon. Octagonal. Octagon. Okay. Earthquake. <laughs> the old jail housed a variety of inmates, including John and Lavinia Fisher and other members of their gang who were convicted of highway robbery in the Charleston region. Um, they were imprisoned here from 1819 to 1820. And a little background about Lavinia Fisher, because you know I had to look her up. Uh, she was.
1: Uh oh. It's bad that she's already giggling. (laughs)
0: Uh, I read some of my writing, and it was just. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, she was reported by some legends to have been the first female serial killer in the United States.
1: Oh, Lavinia. okay.
2: Get it, Lavinia.
0: We need to talk about Lavinia. <laughs> her origins are unknown. However, she resided in the U.S. for much of her life. She was married to John Fisher, and both were convicted of the highway robbery, which I mentioned, mm-hmm. which was a capital offense at the time. Not murder. A
2: capital offense? A capital offense. Why is it a capital fence no i just
1: i just spoke I got in cursive you. okay I, I, I knew what you were saying
0: the fence.
2: Mm-hmm. so ahead.
1: the couple <laughs> they ran the
0: six mile uh which was a um hotel in the outskirts of charleston in 1819 and as legend has it lavinia lured in many of her guests fed them dinner and poisoned them with tea that was poisoned with or laced with oleander Hmm. And her husband, John, would rob them in their sleep, murder them, and butcher them, and then dispose of them in the cellar of their six-mile house, which was their hotel. Gee, Sure. Efficient. According to legend, just before they dropped the trap door once she was in the prison, um, for her to be hanged, she supposedly shouted, If any of you have a message for the devil, tell me now, for I will be seeing him in a moment. No. Okay, Lavinia. Probably she knew true. it
1: was going down. At least she knew where she was going. Yeah, she also
0: apparently requested to be hanged in her wedding dress. Strong work. Yeah, thank you. Hanged. I tried. But yeah, she wanted to be uh, hanged in her wedding dress. Hey. Okay, Lavinia you wanna was a little strange. You yeah, want look your best. Yeah, so it's also said that, you know, instead of waiting for the trapdoor, she ran forward off the ledge, but the rope did not snap her neck, so she struggled Ooh. for almost 15 minutes
2: before
1: oh she died. Oh my gosh. That's a long time. It's pretty rough. Uh, Some
0: of the last 19th century high sea pirates were jailed here in 1822 while they awaited hanging, and the jail was active after the discovery of Denmark Vesey's planned slave revolt. I did not know. I don't America know anything busy. about this. Okay. Yeah. So apparently the main trials were, were hel- held. Oh,
1: shit. <laughs> were held. Look at you talking about Charleston. <laughs> <laughs> I was just really
0: trying to channel my southern accent. Well, shit. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. What y'all doing? <laughs> all
1: right. <laughs> what accent was that? It's Australian, are obviously. You? Oh, my goodness.
0: All right, during the Civil War, Confederate and federal prisoners of war were incarcerated here, and it's one of more than 1,400 historically significant buildings within the Charleston Olden Historic District. For a long time, the jail sat vacant. Words are hard for me right now. Yeah, it's okay.
1: They're hard for me all the In 1999,
0: <laughs> the building was stabilized by the American College of Building Arts, or ACBA. 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 <laughs> I'm sure they didn't call themselves that, but... Luba! <laughs> <laughs> it's a new rap artist called Akpa. Akpa? Um, and they held classes within the building. At night, they would lock up the doors and set the alarms. Um, <laughs> hold on. I'm laughing because I obviously voice texted a lot of <laughs> my things and it's not correct.
1: <laughs> Is that said, why you laugh at your notes? <laughs> yes. Okay. Because
0: I have to like make sense of them as i'm reading them but i said i'll need to come back the next morning but i don't think that's what i was. I said only to come back the next morning to find hundreds of footprints left in the sawdust overnight oh Ooh. they were all different sizes as well so some child size some adult size the acba moved out of the building in 2016 in 2003 the uh, tour company called bulldog tours founded by john laverne started daytime and nighttime ghost tours so we can technically go there yes although daytime i don't want to go in the daytime yeah i mean ghosts are there during the day i mean yeah but
1: it's the whole ambiance. i mean i get
0: that yeah um it's been featured on multiple programs including ghost adventures and you best believe i've seen that one (laughs) you've seen all of them to be fair (laughs) (laughs) haven't you guys seen that one I don't know if I've seen old Charleston Jail. They yeah. all run together. I feel like I have, but I this don't was know. an old one. This is when Nick was still on the show. Oh, okay. So it's been a while. So it was on Ghost Adventures, Ghost Hunters, and Travel Channel, but all those things I think are Aren't on they, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So apparently Bulldog Tours has contributed over a million dollars to the restoration of the historical building. Many visitors have claimed to have experienced supernatural encounters. Alright, so just like many of the other haunted buildings, the old city jail. Has quite the haunted history. There are thousands of people that have died here. Some people estimate over fourteen thousand people have died there. Oh wow. That's a lot of people. That is a ton of people. Especially if you see this place, it looks just like a mansion. Like it doesn't yeah. really look like a huge
1: prison. Like they just died waiting or serving out their sentences, I guess. Yeah.
0: And I think what they're referring to is actually like over the time period on the land between like the hospital. Oh, okay, and that makes more else. sense. Yeah. Uh, But there were definitely a lot of prisoners that died there. Um, Some of the shows that I watched said that there were reports from when there were prisoners there that the guards would walk at night and you would just hear crunching sounds. Mm-hmm. And the crunching sounds were lice eggs underneath no. their boots. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, kinda gross. Well it makes me so. uncomfortable. In order <laughs> Yeah, and they lived a lot such... of
1: eggs to make mm-hmm. that noise.
0: Yeah, they assumed that the size of the cells were approximately three by three. Oh wow. They were teeny.
1: Not enough to even lay down for like a bed.
0: Right. Yeah. And obviously they were so close that things like lice could spread sure. super easily. So They basically just spent a lot of time shaving all the prisoners down head to toe. Oh, gosh. Kind of gross. Yeah, very. Okay, so when the jail finally became the place for convicts, like we spoke about earlier, it was built to only house about 130 prisoners. But at its busiest time, the jail was holding approximately 350 people. And again, this was a pretty small building. Looks Mm -hmm. like just a house. Mm. So it's a lot of people clammed in there crammed in there
1: yeah (laughs) clammed (laughs) they were
0: clammed in there
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) and their lice them and their clams
0: (laughs) clams and lice (laughs) their clams were overtaken with lice (laughs) okay all right i'm gonna stop (laughs) all right (laughs) okay so the first ghost that visitors say that they have seen lingering In the jail's Lavinia. Oh, Lavinia was coming back. Shocker. Uh, Paranormal experts will always bring up her final words like we spoke about. Mm -hmm. She was talking to the devil. There have been multiple sightings of her walking around the jail. And paranormal teams even got a recording of her speaking. When they asked her a question, she answered, the devil. Is she wearing her wedding dress? I didn't get that part, but that's a great question. I hope so. That would be so creepy. There's been videos... Um, and pictures of her taken as well. One woman claims to have seen a man walking from one hall to the other. And when she asked about him, the tour guide told her that it was Mr. Fisher, which would have been John, Lavinia's husband.
1: Right. Makes sense. If she's there, he's there. Yeah.
0: They didn't even speak a lot about like how he died. Obviously, hers was fairly dramatic, though. As the tour began, walking further into the jail, the woman felt something tug on her hair. She jumped and asked if anyone had seen anything no one had, so she kept going about her business. Minutes later, the woman said she felt someone's hand on her neck. Oh. She wasn't able to breathe, and the tour guide thought she was having a cardiac arrest. Oh, wow. Which is fairly severe. Yeah.
1: Side note, I kind of want a ghost to tug on my hair. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't know okay. it really to you? No, Now, next time we go, don't you guys go and start tugging my hair. and be like, it's a, it's a ghost. It just sounded kind of dirty. It like Why? that. I want a ghost to
0: tug on my hair.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying. I feel like that would be. I go sex is what you're looking for. I don't want a ghost. <laughs> Dang it! I don't want a ghost to wrap their hands around my throat or to claw me or scratch me. But a little friendly tug on the hair, yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. Okay. I'm not a. Uh, mm. It's all good. <laughs> You guys are
0: the dirty ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not the one who said I kinda want a ghost to pull my hair. <laughs>
1: I said Okay. <laughs> I just I feel like I'm digging the yeah, hole. Yeah. You know I'm gonna keep going if I if you keep bringing it up. <laughs> okay, good.
0: To you. Okay, all right, sorry. <clears throat> when the tour <laughs> when the tour guide asked if uh, she was alright, she told them someone was choking her okay
2: don't look at me i don't want that (laughs) you you like that
1: no (laughs) stop ending your microphone i I did that one time
0: one time i'm sorry i do not want to be choked she wants choked and hair pulled apparently (laughs) Uh, okay all right that went down a rabbit hole
1: thanks to you guys
0: (laughs) she immediately left the jail and ended the tour herself which I would too. I mean, that, that I seems mean, if a I was, yeah, dramatic. There are many tour guides that have reported being manhandled in the jail by ghosts and seeing orbs. This building does hold a lot of spirits, and that's why um, it's in the haunted place in Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> was that there? <laughs> oh, I see. I missed the top. <laughs> it's like the top haunted places. Top. I was like, uh,
2: okay, good <laughs> I'm job, sorry Sarah. About that. You know what?
0: It's really hard to read when it's in black there. It's my fault. You can't see it on this. I no, they that. can't
1: see. They don't know what you're talking
0: about. It's very hard to read. But it, it's in the top haunted places in Charleston, South Carolina. We can add it to our list. Can't wait. I'll go yeah. there.
1: Will you go there with I us? I bet you would go there. <laughs> Hey ghost, wear your wedding dress. <laughs> I'm wearing <laughs> my wedding hair. dress. And show up. You like want to pull my hair? <laughs>
2: I'm into. I hear you choking that. me and tugging my hair.
1: I hear you're in. Preferably that. at the t- same time. I'm gonna time. wear. I have really long hair, guys, and I'm gonna wear my hair all down and just be tossing it. Oh my gosh! Maybe we if you just announce
0: it early on in the tour, like loudly, multiple oh. times, actually. Pull my hair. Do it. <laughs> Choke me! I like it.
2: oh God. We're gonna get kicked out.
1: <laughs> I was like, who are these sick people? What
2: are they into in Kansas and Missouri?
1: Hashtag Dirty Ghost Talk. Oh my! Oh, let's wow. please not hashtag that when we're putting this episode up. I don't want to see what other
0: hashtags are <laughs> under there. I haven't. I haven't actually officially hashtagged any of the things we've no, talked about. No, we shouldn't. So we shouldn't. Don't worry.
1: Hashtag purse wine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hashtag spirit thrusting.
1: <laughs> oh Gosh, don't want to see the things that come up for that.
0: Oh gosh, yeah, good call.
1: Okay, well there we go. There that's you go. <laughs> that was good. I didn't know if we were over. or if We just got off on a tangent. Nope,
0: that's it. That's all. That's all I got for you on uh, the old Charleston jail in Charleston, SC. Let's see. All right, South, Drink
1: South break. Croatia. <laughs> South Croatia. Knew it was coming. Gosh, the amount of times I'm telling you guys to suck an egg tonight is going to be a lot. But you knew you though. knew it was gonna happen. I'm oh sorry. no! I had to take a drink. I'm sorry. You guys, I just
2: googled <sighs> ghost penis. <laughs> <and> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? I'm Who just is the curious?
1: dirty birdie now? <laughs> Your phone's like, um, <laughs> oh my gosh! But did, Are you okay? <laughs> I don't even know if I want to know what you're pulling up. Is it pictures? <laughs> Let
2: me see. Well, yeah, I went to images. Oh, gosh. Of
1: course you did. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Don't oh, send it to me. I don't want this on my phone, but let me see.
0: <laughs> what? New tattoo idea for you. Oh, is it tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Show me. Oh, now she wants to Between now, the and tattoo, and mm-hmm. the Feliz Halloween. Feliz oh.
1: Halloween. I, I lost. Gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> nope, 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 nope. That third picture. Mm-mm. Is that the police Halloween? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't see the words, but yeah, I'm assuming. <laughs> That's actually pretty clever. That's uh, something. All right, guys. Ready. So, my story. You guys are getting a treat. It's yeah. a two for one because. We're going to do a To Be Continued for my story because it's so much information. Okay. So I'm going to start it off and then finish it up next week for you guys. Can't wait. So we're doing it on David Politis. Okay. you guys know who this is?
2: No clue. No, no.
1: Okay. I'm excited. So this is a story that's a little bit paranormal, a little bit conspiracy theory, a little bit true crime. It's kind of like everything all rolled into one. Okay. So it's one that I wanted to do for a while. Okay but I knew it was going to be a massive project, and I'm not going to be able to talk about all of it. Is he
2: polite? To us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Oh, my goodness. That's how we're going to remember. So he is a former police um, detective who is now an investigator and a self-published writer, Um, and he is behind the movement of Missing 411. Have you guys heard of this? No. No. So this is about, did you know, This isn't a fun fact, but the national parks have no (laughs) database of missing people.
2: Yes. And I... Didn't I tell you... Didn't we talk about this at work? I don't know. How maybe it wasn't you but i was talking to somebody <gasps> what else are you talking about you're almost stuff <laughs> with <laughs> you no, no, jerk no. Somebody... cheating little
1: jerk no no, no. it was you words, it right? totally
2: was you because you were trying to go to glacier national park yes. and i was like don't go to national parks because people go missing in national yes. parks oh so
1: this is what we're talking about is missing people at national parks yes Okay, I didn't know that. It is like there's a whole like Reddit forum about missing 401 and about um, search and rescue officers telling their paranormal weird stories that are unexplained. Guys, it's fascinating. Okay. Kept me up all night. I am so excited. Here we go. So he has written about seven books and he has investigated tens of thousands of cases, but he's written about 1400 cases are the ones that he's really kind of delved into. Obviously, here's my disclaimer, guys. I have not read all seven books. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have not read any of his books, actually. Um. So, this is going to be a very brief overview. Yeah. So, in his books, The Missing 411 Project documents the disappearance of people in national parks. So, it all got started because he was approached by two off-duty park rangers um, who stated that there was a multitude of uncanny disappearances in their parks and were concerned that the park was not handling these cases appropriately. So, he started getting into it and started researching. That's when he found out he called, you know, national parks who have all these people on payroll and all these search and rescue officers who are highly trained and found out that there's no database for missing people to be tracked across the system. So because of this, nobody knows how many people are currently missing from the parks. So then he said, well, what would it take to get a record of it? Like for you guys to create a record? And they basically said it would cost $1.4 million for them to create such a list. So that's kind of what started all of this. So through his research, he has found clusters, which are like hotspots where individuals disappear at a higher rate. These are concentrated areas, and I found a map of it that's really cool. We'll have to post that when we post this episode for you guys to look at. Um, But the concentrated areas are mainly present in California, Colorado, Washington, Georgia, Michigan, and Arkansas. And he's identified 52 regions. Throughout the U.S., there was some in Canada, like kind of up by the border up there too as well kind of what gets him to start looking at a case he won't look at a case if it's like obvious animals interference or you know something like that or if it's an obvious drowning or if the individual had some kind of mental health disturbances he won't look at that because then people think it's suicide um basically he only looks at those that are unexplained and you can't they haven't found anybody and it's like no traces so that's kind of how he picks the cases that he looks into and writes about so in these cases, he has identified some patterns that are peculiar. And this is kind of like a pattern that he sees. He kind of talked about a little bit. and He said, you know, if you look at five disappearing missing people cases, you're going to find nothing's going to line up. Everything's going to be different. He goes, but when you look at 5,000, you're going to start picking out things that are similar. So this is what he's found. Number one, search dogs behave strangely. Either they can't pick up a scent at all, or they lay down and stop searching as if the person just vanished into thin air. Cadaver dogs are also not able to find a corpse or a scent at all. Another pattern. Um, The body is found eventually, but found in an area that has been searched. And he said not even just like search once, like search several times, dozens of times, hundreds of times. Because typically with the parks, they will search for seven to ten days. And that's when the search kind of goes off because the chances of finding someone still alive after 10 days is severely decreased. So he said it's also not uncommon for the deceased to surface on a main trail or a place that has already been searched. They find that people or victims will travel uphill instead of downhill. The missing are often found at high levels of elevation, traveling an insane amount of miles through treacherous terrain in a time period that seems impossible. And he said, typically, you know, when people are lost, they know to go down because you're going to try to get to the bottom of the hill because that's where help's going to be. And they're finding people who are going like miles up away from camp. Weather-related phenomenon. Shortly after they go missing, the forecast gets real nasty. Rain, lightning, fog, blizzards, all of this, which delays their search parties as well. And he says a lot of the times it's like a storm will come right after the person goes missing. Missing clothing shoes pants shirts jackets all of those are often removed even by kids who are too young to do it themselves Mm. um so there's and i'm gonna go into a couple of the weirdest cases and there's like some that are like heartbreaking like two-year-olds who took off their shoes and were found with their shoes and socks off and all that and their parents were like they didn't know how to take their shoes off like they didn't know how to dress themselves yet um, so they call it paradoxical undressing, um, and clothing, like if they're not wearing it, they'll find it nearby neatly folded, hmm. Just is, Yeah. high amounts of plane crashes. So search planes and helicopters crashing at abnormally high rates during their search. They also find people there with extreme ends of the intellectual scale. So on one side, there will be really well-educated people. And on the other side, there's people with disabilities, and I don't understand this one at all, but German ancestry, those with German heritage, appear to go missing at higher rates. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea why. It was like, I saw that, and I was trying to Google and find out, and I couldn't find any more information. Hmm, like I said, I haven't read the book, so <laughs> maybe he goes into it then. Um, And boulder fields and granite. So a large amount vanished in boulder fields or areas with huge amounts of granite. Uh, Yosemite National Park is the largest place that has all of the clusters. So they're the park that has the most... And they talk about this kind of like the people who have different views than him. They're like, well, Yosemite is also one of the most popular national parks that probably has one of the highest traffics next to Yellowstone. But he also talks about how Yosemite happens to be the biggest source of granite out of all of these parks, too. Interesting. Um, a body of water is typically uh-huh. present. Berry picking is a mm-hmm. reoccurring theme shared mm-hmm. amongst several cases. Um, the victim's not feeling well or tired, so prior to disappearing, family members and friends will say, oh, yeah, they said that they weren't feeling right or they weren't feeling well, and then they just disappeared. Hmm. And being last in line. Guys, if you're hiking, don't ever be the last in line. I <laughs> <laughs> you meant,
0: like, um, through elementary school or
1: something. I don't know. <laughs> yes, yes. They ask these people and their families, were they picked last in elementary school? No. Nope. It's a pattern. <laughs> yes, it's a pattern. <laughs> Shit.
0: <laughs> I'm in trouble.
1: Um, Men report seeing the person last in line seconds before vanishing and rarely report hearing any sounds like a gasp or a scream or anything. They just, mm. they'll like look and they see them and then like five seconds later they'll turn around and they're just gone completely. Weird. With no sound. Let's hear about some cases, guys. Ready. Let's do it. I'm so I tried to find like I said he's talked about 1400 so I tried to find oh, some of the weirdest ones some of these have happy endings and some of them don't and I could only read so many about two and three year olds going sure. missing before I was like nope right. no more of those right. so we're gonna start with an 84 year old um he was a theology professor named Dr. Maurice Damitz this was in 1981 so he was known for his fire and brimstone religious rhetoric and his writings about the Antichrist. His hobby was collecting rocks. So he went rock collecting with one of his friends, David McSherry, and they went hiking in Pike National Forest in Douglas County, Colorado. So Dr. Demetz, 84 years old, had several health problems. He had bad knees. He wasn't really able to make it very far on his own due to his age, which is why he always brought his friends with him. So David would drop him off at a spot, and then he'd be like, I'm going to go look over here for some rocks. And he said he checked on him every 15 minutes. And then they would go and move on to a new location together. So he estimates he was about 50 yards, 150 feet away from him um, when he went to check on him. And he said, hey, we're going to leave in about 10 minutes. I'm going to go finish cleaning up my site. I'll be back. And he's like, okay, cool. Went and did that, came back. He said it was maybe 10 minutes he was gone, and Dr. Demetz was just gone. And all of his tools, everything was cleaned up and moved. Like, there was no trace of him. So McSherry was like, oh, he can't have gotten far because he's old and he can't wander very far. He's got bad knees. So he started calling out. Didn't hear anything. No response. So he went back to the car because he was like, hey, maybe he went back to the car on his own. But he wasn't there. So there was a five-day intensive search. No trace left. There was no blood found. No sign that he had been attacked by animals or a victim of foul play hounds found no scent around the area whatsoever he went missing at a place called devil's head which is known as a haunted place inhabited by evil spirits with other strange disappearances in the vicinity he was never found and was officially declared dead in 1990 after being missing for nine years and to this day they've never found any trace of him
2: wow
0: that's
1: sad Yeah, like I said, sorry, guys. Some of these are going to be real sad, especially because a lot of them are, like, kids. Thanks for the buzzkill. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And there's, like, also (laughs) some that are, like, hunters, like, people who knew the outdoors and knew how to basically, like, survive. Mm -hmm. Professional hikers, things like that. I mean, it's, like, anybody. 1958, Bobby Bisup, 10 years old. Mm. So he was attending a Catholic camping retreat called... Camp St. Malo at Rocky Mountain National Park. He was partially deaf, so he had a hearing aid, and he went to a place to fish. There was camp counselors around. A lot of kids were around. They were all fishing there as well. So a counselor, when it was time to come back to camp, a counselor, and Bobby started walking back to camp. According to the counselor, Bobby was right on his heels, right behind him. But when he glanced over his shoulder one minute, he was gone. So he thought, oh, Bobby's playing a game with me. So he started calling out. He was looking for him, but he couldn't find him anywhere was a nine-day-long intensive search involving nearly 400 police officers, volunteers, and airmen from Denver's Lowry Air Force Base. They used tracker dogs. They couldn't find any trace of him anywhere. So some odd stuff reported was a doctor reported seeing him about 15 miles away in a hardware store at Estes Park. Um, But that didn't go anywhere. June of 1959, nearly one year later... There was some torn clothing and a broken hearing aid found and a few bone fragments. They were found 2,500 feet up Mount Meeker. So he went up at 10 years old. Um, And it was about three miles away from where he had gone missing. So that was unusual in and of itself that he traveled three miles by himself. He's got a hearing aid and he went 2,500 feet up a mountain instead of going down.
0: Man, they must get all disoriented.
1: And one of the other factors, the area that they found him in had been extensively and thoroughly searched several times. It was not an easy-to-reach area. Um, Professional hikers had to find it, and it left people puzzled with why he would have gone up the mountain so far away. Mm Two-year-old. So, Keith Parkins, 1952. This is in Ritter, Oregon, so he was staying at his grandfather's rural, remote ranch. So this isn't technically a national park, but it was out in the middle of nowhere, Oregon. Um, his grandfather saw him playing out in the yard. and kept looking up and checking on him. He looked up one moment and the kid was gone. So they did a massive search that was launched. And it was urgent because bad weather was expected to hit that evening. So nightfall comes. Still haven't found the two-year-old. They're confused how Keith could get so far away so quickly with no trace, because all these people are searching for him, and they can cover the ground faster than he can. The search went all night, um, and when morning came, they found him alive. So this is one of the happy stories. But he was lying face down on a frozen pond eight miles away. Oh, wow. So this was rough wilderness for him to have traveled through. His jacket was taken off despite the cold, and his clothes were ripped, but there was no physical injuries on him. And it was estimated, given his age, that it would have taken him 20 hours to cover that distance. Which, as a two year old, and it was like freezing temperatures outside, it was pitch black dark, a two year old's not walking for 20 hours.
2: I was going to say, that just seems mm. impossible. Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> and he was laying face down on a frozen pond alive. Mm. Survival experts all say that it's impossible that he would have covered that distance at night in the winter. There's just no way.
0: Mm.
1: And his jacket was off oh my and his parents were like he didn't know how to take his jacket off i'm gonna do one more and we're gonna save the rest for the other night i'm trying to say which one i want to do um let's do another happy one just so we can end on a good note okay so this is a really cool one steven kubaki I'm probably not pronouncing that because he's German, <laughs> so this is another one of the factors. I love when you try trying to pronounce these. It. <laughs> so it's my favorite. I just keep picking these names and I just can't do it. February 1978. So he is uh, a foreign exchange student studying in Michigan. He went to the Great Lakes Triangle. Have you guys heard of the Great Lakes Triangle?
0: No. no. Okay. Is it similar to Bermuda it is. So <laughs> Good it is. So it is.
1: I know. <laughs> it is known to be a place where hundreds of boats, ships, and planes disappear from. What? And it is accounted for numerous mysterious events. So it is spans from a place in Wisconsin. I'm not Manitowoc, Wisconsin, to Ludington, Michigan, and then to Benton Harbor, and it makes a triangle.
0: Okay, but I feel like. That area has got to be much smaller
1: than Bermuda. Toronto. Oh, it's much, much smaller. Yes.
0: But all these things go missing is what I'm trying to say. I don't know. We it's need enclosed. to do an episode on it. <laughs> okay. It right.
1: is. Great it's idea. like surrounded. It's a very small area. Um. Hmm. So he was going out to go skiing by the Great Lakes Triangle. And he was going by himself, which is a no-no, guys. Anytime you go anywhere, bring a buddy. Got it. But he did tell people when he would be back, so a day passed from when he was supposed to return, wasn't back, so his family sounded the alarms. Um, They reported him missing, and they found his skis and poles on the beach of Lake Michigan, with footprints leading up to the lake on the ice. So they got an airplane, they flew over the footprints to follow it, but the footprints just stopped suddenly at the edge of the ice. And the ice had not been broken, and his backpack was found there too.
0: Okay, can I ask a stupid question? Go
1: for it. Do you mean water skiing or like no. snow skiing? snow skiing. Okay. It's the lake, winter. The lake was frozen. I, I, I don't know. It's February in Michigan. I don't know what the hell
0: they do up in Michigan, okay?
1: <laughs> it's
0: cold. It's probably
1: not cold to them. It's February. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably like, this is summer. So, 15 months go by. Nothing. May 5th, 1979. His dad gets a knock on his door. And there is Steven. Oh What? 15 months, guys. Damn. He did not remember much. He woke up in Pittsfield, which is 40 miles from his father's house, lying in a meadow, wearing clothes that were not his. He had a small satchel beside him with maps that were not his. He woke up 700 miles away from Lake Michigan. He was clearly abducted by aliens. <laughs> <laughs> With I've solved no the issue. <laughs> no recollection of the past fifteen months.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously, obvious. wow,
1: that is crazy. So then he went on. Just a little fun fact. Ended up getting a master's in linguistics and a PhD in clinical psych. Oh, wow. just so a smarty. So very intelligent guy, yeah. and just does not remember fifteen months of his life and know how he got there, what wow. happened. That's nothing. wild. Seven hundred miles away, woke up in a meadow. <laughs> oh. Whoa. <laughs> i know i know that's probably like the most bizarre one to me so please write down we need to do the great lakes triangle
2: i guess so i am writing
1: okay so that is a little bit about the national parks guys and we're gonna talk about it a little bit more next week i've never heard of this before it's fascinating
2: i am intrigued yes it's It's very very
1: i kind of like yeah, there's just a lot of... And I'll go into theories about what people think happen and conspiracy theories and all that stuff, too. Next yeah. week. This is Ooh. really cool because
2: all I knew was just the basic warning that I gave you when you were planning your vacation <laughs> is to not go to national parks. I didn't know anything of it. Yeah. No. I don't know anything. I was worried I didn't want you to be
1: abducted. I, don't <laughs> worry, guys. I'm not going to a national park. The vacation did not work out.
2: I talked her out of it. It's that was not me. it at all. <laughs> it, it was it. I talked her out of it. Alien abductions
0: is what's happening here. It's obvious. No, will be any abductions. (laughs) We will see.
2: Uh, They teleported
0: him 700 miles
2: away, (laughs) obviously. I can't wait to hear what the uh, conspiracies are.
1: I like it. Continued. Strong work. Thank you. I like it. Cool. Alright, so you guys can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Tipsy Ghost and send us your stories and experiences to The Tipsy Ghost at com.
2: Please do. Um, <laughs> Tell them where they can find us, Lindsay. She just you did that. son of a bitch, I just I did know. it. know. Okay. It was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't so listen funny. to me when I talk. I, I, it was a joke. Okay. <laughs> on that note. On that
1: note, we will see you guys next week. Yay! See you later.
0: Okay, bye. Bye.